For Tuesday, October 26th, it's the Early Word from the WNYC Newsroom. Hi there, I'm Isaac Davy Aronson with a look at this morning's top news, the day ahead, and reporting highlights from the WNYC News team. Coming up, twice voters approved a two-term limit for city officials. Then Mayor Bloomberg got the city council to change it to three. Now it's on the ballot again, and Bloomberg's voting for two terms. Ozzy Pabra stops his head spinning long enough to explain it all to us. First, we start with this morning's top headlines, just ahead. The Early Word is a production of WNYC Radio. You can support this podcast by making a donation at WNYC.org, where you can also get the latest updates on this morning's headlines on the news page. Health officials say the cholera outbreak in Haiti, which has killed more than 250 people in rural areas, appears to be stabilizing, and they're trying desperately to keep it from spreading to the camps of earthquake survivors in the country's capital. The Pan American Health Organization says the fatality rate and the number of new infections are dropping, but the disease is still expected to spread gradually beyond the central rural area where it emerged last week. The Obama administration has approved a 1,000-megawatt solar project in Southern California, the largest solar project ever planned on federal land. The $6 billion Blythe project to be built in the Mojave Desert is the sixth solar power development approved by the Interior Department this month. A seventh is expected in the next few weeks. All could start transmitting electricity by early 2012 and together could provide electricity for up to 2 million homes. The Obama administration's released $2.5 billion in federal funds for high-speed rail projects across the country. The biggest winners are California and Florida, which got $900 and $800 million, respectively. Connecticut and Massachusetts are sharing nearly $121 million to help launch high-speed rail service through the heart of southern New England. In New York, the Federal Emergency Management Agency has begun meeting with city agencies and nonprofit groups to discuss damage reimbursements from last month's tornadoes. The city estimates the cost of the cleanup at about $28 million. Darren Johnson is with the nonprofit group New York Restoration Project. Even if we are successful in our efforts to replant every tree lost, it will take decades for the canopy to be replaced and the full health, environmental, and economic benefits to be realized. The cost to replace the thousands of uprooted trees is between 4 and $6 million. The city is working on a fundraising plan. After making deep cuts in bus service to help address its budget woes, the Metropolitan Transportation Authority says it went too far, and it wants to add more buses to several remaining bus lines that are now overcrowded. Three additional buses an hour will be added on eight express routes originating in Staten Island and on the Q15 line in Queens. MTA Chief of Operations Peter Cafiero says the rebounding economy added to the overcrowding. He says the new service will go into effect in January and cost $1.4 million a year. He says the MTA will look to make up the cost through cuts elsewhere. The candidates for New York Attorney General clashed in a debate yesterday. Republican Dan Donovan says he's going to continue to hammer his Democratic opponent, Senator Eric Schneiderman, over a report by the state's inspector general. Karen DeWitt has more from Albany. Donovan, who is the Staten Island DA, says his campaign will air ads that try to link Senator Schneiderman to a scandal involving Democratic leaders in the Senate. The state's inspector general found Senate Dems mishandled a deal with the gambling vendor AEG to bring slot-like machines to Aqueduct Raceway, and he recommended it be turned over to prosecutors. We're going to bring up this issue so that the voters are real 
clear about what happened here and why they should be as disgusted as Inspector General Fish was disgusted with it. Schneiderman says he knew nothing of the deal, and he says Donovan is just trying to score political points. He's playing politics. I'm trying to propose solutions. Schneiderman says he's also denounced the actions of top Senate Democrats. In Albany, I'm Karen DeWitt. A new recycling facility will take all materials, glass, plastic, metal, and paper, and produce not only usable scrap, but also information for visiting students. One of the goals of the new facility under construction on the Brooklyn waterfront in Sunset Park is to be an educational center for school trips. Congressman Gerald Nadler, whose district includes the site, says the recycling center is a step forward for Brooklyn's working waterfront. This is a major step in uh, in saying that we will have an industrial waterfront, we will have jobs in this city for people without college diplomas, uh, for blue-collar jobs. We, we cannot give up on them. The center is expected to generate 100 new jobs and open in December of next year. It's being developed through a partnership with Sims, the company the city selected to be its long-term recycling partner in 2004. Finally, an exhibit of art by Iraqi refugees in Syria opens today at the Second Presbyterian Church on the Upper West Side. The exhibit was curated by Mel Lehman, a New York bus tour guide by day, who traveled to Damascus himself in search of refugee art. He says he hopes to help Americans connect to Iraqis' suffering. I think art is a place where it touches us and really hum- it really hu- reveals our humanity, like a text on a printed page doesn't quite do the same thing. Iraqi art historian Nada Shaboot lauds Lehman's intentions, but is frustrated that curators continue to focus on amateur art instead of Iraq's greats. It is one of the um, more developed, more mature art movements in the Arab world during the 20th century. So when we actually now see art of refugees, it kind of does the um, Iraqi art movements a bit of injustice because it's not putting it in a context. The New York exhibit Iraqi Artists in Exile runs through November 13th. Taking a look at today's calendar with the midterm elections one week from today, Vice President Biden comes to New York to stump for Congressman Tim Bishop fighting a tight race on eastern Long Island and for Senator Kirsten Gillibrand. Today's economic indicators include the August Case-Shiller Home Price Index, the Conference Board's Measure of Consumer Confidence, and the New York Building Congress's annual report, this one forecasting construction spending and employment through 2012. Jury selection begins in Austin, Texas, in the trial of former House Majority Leader Tom DeLay, five years after he was charged with funneling corporate money to Republican election campaigns. In New York, Mayor Bloomberg joins Police Commissioner Ray Kelly to promote police officer Ferris Jones to detective in recognition of her bravery in Saturday's beauty salon shooting, during which her sharp shooting foiled an armed robbery. Former Mayor Rudy Giuliani gets his official portrait unveiled this evening at City Hall. Oh, and one last thing. Watch out for zombies. Seriously. They'll be crossing the Brooklyn Bridge and roaming Manhattan. It's all part of an ad campaign in 26 cities worldwide, promoting Sunday's premiere of the TV series The Walking Dead on AMC. Now, here's my question. If you can unleash an army of zombies on 26 cities, who needs a TV series? New York City voters will see a familiar question on the November 2nd ballot. Do you want city officials to serve only two consecutive four-year terms? 
is a question a majority of New Yorkers voted yes to during the 1990s, but the limit was extended to three terms in 2008 thanks to Mayor Bloomberg. Now he says he wants it back to the way it used to be. WNYC's Ozzie Pabra explains. Before he spent $108 million of his own money on his re-election last year and squeaked to victory with just 51% of the vote, Mayor Bloomberg had another challenge. He marshaled his political allies and asked the city council to raise the term limit cap from two consecutive terms to three. It was 2008. The economy was collapsing, and Bloomberg made the argument that he had the experience the city needed. I don't want to walk away from a city I feel I can help lead through these tough times. My whole life has prepared me for the challenges ahead, and I want to give the voters a chance to decide if they want me at the helm. Public opinion polls at the time showed voters wouldn't budge on the term limits issue. So the change was ultimately made by the city council without a voter referendum. Critics said the mayor deliberately failed to impanel a charter revision commission in time to put the issue before voters in 2008. The majority of city council members who voted on the change faced term limits themselves. The measure passed the council 29 to 22. Now, two years later, the issue is back on the ballot thanks to a new Charter Revision Commission. If the initiative passes, the limit goes back to two four-year terms. If the amendment fails, the current three-term limit will stay in place. At a groundbreaking for a recycling plant in Brooklyn on Monday, Bloomberg said he favors the shorter two-term limit. It's not the bill that I wanted. It's not the bill that I think the commission should have passed. It's not the bill I think that most of the members of the commission wanted to pass, but it's better than what we have now. Why the shorter term now? Here's how Bloomberg tried explaining it. When they changed term limits, I had said it was changed legally by the city council and that we would give the public another chance in a referendum to decide whether they want two or three and that they can do that. At the same time Bloomberg was explaining his position, a group of term limit supporters were on the city hall steps, also urging New Yorkers to vote for the shorter term limit. Well, I never thought I'd be doing a third time for term limits. But this time, it's different. That's Ron Lauder. He's the billionaire who funded the term limits efforts in the early 1990s that got the law enacted in the first place. He's also the guy who threw his support behind Bloomberg extending the law. Now, Lauder, like Bloomberg, wants voters to reinstate the two-term limit. This time, it's a stronger term limit because it's the charter. Therefore, the city council can't, anytime they want, overrule it. And I believe this will be extraordinarily important for people to vote yes and finally have term limits that's permanent. With Lauder was Mike Long, chairman of the New York State Conservative Party. He says voter apathy this year can be traced back to overriding the voters' referendum in 2008. Elected officials question why people don't come out to vote. Why should they? If every time they vote on something, elected officials, whether it be the mayor or the city council, overturn what they decided. Voters I spoke with seem to have a vague notion that the issue was back on the ballot. But most voters, like Bob Gatson of Inwood, support, but aren't expecting much from term limits. I guess they don't work because, like, the mayor, you know, he could just change the term limits whenever he gets ready. So what's the sense? Bloomberg has said he has no plans to seek a fourth term. For WNYC, I'm Ozzie Papera.
We'll wrap up with the gig alerts, our look at tonight's music scene. Though just 28 years old, jazz pianist Dan Tepfer has made quite an impact on the contemporary jazz scene. He represents a new generation that eschews the wild dissonances of yesterday's modern jazz in favor of a more melodic sound that draws on ideas from classical and rock music. Tepfer releases a new CD tonight with his trio at the Jazz Standard. To download all six minutes of this track, stop by our culture page at WNYC.org. And you can learn more about all the stories you heard here, download more podcasts, and go in-depth with our reporters on the news blog. That's all at our website, WNYC.org. You can hear us there 24 hours a day, as well as on the air at 93.9 FM and AM820. From the WNYC Newsroom, I'm Isaac Davy Aronson. Have a great day.